Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I'm dipping into my mailbox, really going after my emails. Now, the fact that you guys actually send me emails with great questions, I love them. So I try to pick out a few that we can all learn from, not just something specific. So if it's just about you, I kind of really don't want to answer your email. But if you give me a problem, a problem that maybe you have and I know that other people have, ooh, I love to respond to these. So here is the first email. Now, I'm going to blank out names because I don't have permission to share the name, so I won't do that. And I won't mention any company names as well. This one comes from, oh, this is from the UK. Uh, we got some international stuff today, so it's kind of exciting. So this comes from the UK. It says, hello, Victor. My name is C. We'll just call him C. He says, I'm 17. Keep that in mind. That's important. And currently, I'm working as a retail apprentice for a company in the UK. In the UK, it's a mobile phone provider. Now, one task I struggle with daily is selling our home broadband service. The problem is half my customers are with another provider, or another provider or other providers, and I struggle to think of ways to convince them to, key phrase coming up, to switch to us. I'm a big fan and have progressed so much with your help and your podcast. I would appreciate a response. Thank you. C. Now, this is an interesting question because we've kind of covered this in past podcasts. And see, I want you to look up my uh, podcast on the title of Switching Cost, Switching Over, because it'll answer your question specifically, but let's go through it anyway. When you're trying to sell a product or a service to a company or a resident, the problem is that they're already using it. They're used to using it. They're comfortable using it. And so you're coming in as a disruptor saying, I got something and I think it's better, right? So they'll look at three things. One is gain. You know, what will I gain by switching from this provider to that provider? Is there a gain? That's the first question customers ask themselves. And let's say that there is a gain. Let's say that your broadband service is faster. Then the second thing they ask themselves, what is the magnitude of the gain? In other words, well, how much faster? If it's a little faster, if it's a couple of megabytes faster, it's not worth switching over. But if you're telling me that it's, you know, I don't know, 500 meg faster, well, then guess what? That's a significant magnitude. So first question is, is there a gain? Yes. Well, how big is that gain? What's the magnitude? Well, it's pretty sizable. And if you can say that, you get their attention. But here's the tricky part. Even if you convince somebody that there is a gain and there's a sizable magnitude of the gain, that doesn't mean they want to buy because in their mind, and this is the phrase I want you to put down, see, in your brain, is perceived effort. See, in their mind, it's not about the price. It's not about the speed so much. I mean, that's important. But what they're starting to think about is, okay, what is it going to cost to switch over? And I'm not talking in terms of money. I'm talking in terms of effort. If I'm switching from one cable company to another, for example, immediately all these negative images come into my brain. Oh, that means I got to... You know, I got to call to set it up, and that means I got to schedule a time to be here when you come over. Uh, and then I also have to call in and cancel. I wonder if there's any termination fees. And, you know, will you guys actually, you know, put it in place? And will there be a disruption in my service? In other words, you know, I cancel one, and next thing you know, you guys delayed me. You know, you didn't install it as fast as you said you were going to install it. Blah, 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 on and on. So these are things that the customer is going through. So let's assume something. 
let's assume, see, that you do have a gain and there is a magnitude, it's a sizable magnitude, it's a difference. Then in your sales pitch, what I need you to start doing is addressing those that 90%, remember my iceberg analogy, 10% of the iceberg you see on top, 90% you don't see. Too often we focus on the 10%. We think it's about price, we think it's about bandwidth speed, and that's all it is. Feature, benefit, advantage, gain, right? We think it's just about that. But below the surface, the 90% is that perceived effort. All the things I think are gonna happen and maybe even go wrong. And what you need to do in your sales pitch is assure the customer, assuage their concerns that, you know what, this is gonna be an easy transition. You could say something like this, Mr. Customer, uh, you will not have to terminate your agreement. We will do that for you. And if you get charged extra termination fees, we handle that. Again, I'm assuming this is kind of what you do. And on top of that, we will ensure that once we sign a contract, you will have your service available within 24 hours. And then we will terminate the other provider for you. You don't have to do that. And our call to response time is, you know, within 24 hours or less, which means if we say 24 hours, it's 24 hours. So in other words, you've taken away all the resistance, all the mental anxiety that they would go through or are thinking about that would prevent them from buying the product. So again, see, what I want you to do is focus on your sales pitch, but also focus on blocking those objections that are in the customer's head. Again, too often as salespeople, we don't do this. We talk about feature, price, benefit, you know, advantage, but we don't think about corporations or companies and how they think. Let's do another example. Let's say I'm selling a software system and I'm selling you the software system and I can show you that there is a gain. By gain, I mean this software system has more bells and whistles that you need to use. And then I show you that there is a magnitude of the gain. Look at all the things you can do now. Look at all the, I guess, reports or processes you can now consolidate into one to save you time and money. So the gain in terms of how much money or how much money you're going to save is quite sizable. But then, the customer's still thinking, yeah, that's, that's, that's all well and good, Victor, but that means I have to switch over to your system. The 90% of the iceberg kicks in. They're going, I got to switch over to the system, and then I have to retrain people, and then I have to you know, change my standard operating procedures, and that's a lot of paperwork, and so then I have to go do this, and then I have to retrain that. How's that going to impact my operations? In fact, is, is it going to interrupt any type of operation or process that we have going on? Will that impact my delivery schedules? In fact, will you be able to install the software as easily as you say you're going to install it, Victor? And will it impact anything else I have going on on a certain platform? You get the idea? By addressing the 90%, which most salespeople simply do not do, you will be able to reduce, this is key, reduce the buyer's resistance by dealing with that. See, when you raise the objection, and I've talked about this in my past podcast, when you raise the objection, the customer says, well, I'm glad he brought it up. When I raise the objection, like, Mr. Customer, one of your concerns is, will this interrupt your workflow? And the answer is no. And let me show you what we've done with other companies similar to yours and how everything's rolled out. And then I show them we first did this, we then did this, and then we did this. And at the end of the day, there were no interruptions. In fact, if you like to call the company up, here's the name of the people we worked with at the company. You could ask them directly. So don't be afraid of that. Now, the fact that I've, one, explained what will happen, 
I've also given them an example of somebody similar to them. And on top of that, I said, if you want to call them, go ahead. What I've just done is block that objection. I dealt with that part of that 90% that's underwater. In other words, I made the customer feel comfortable that what I say is going to happen will happen. Here's some proof. And if you need to talk to somebody, I got that for you as well. So again, see, I want you to start focusing not so much selling on the feature, the product, the advantage, the game of your actual broadband or, you know, uh, mobile service. Really focus on why they're not buying. This is key. Focus on why they wouldn't buy. What's holding them back? Put yourself, take their point of view, put yourself in their position and ask yourself, why wouldn't I buy? And then list out five to 10 reasons. This is your homework. List out five to 10 reasons. And then ask yourself during the presentation, as you're talking to them, how could I raise the objection and block it and assuage any concern that they may have? See, if you do this, you will sell more effectively today and in the future. So that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. In the email inbox, again, keep them coming. I enjoy hearing from you. Don't forget to leave me even feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you're not aware, you should be aware. I just pretty much published my new book, The Greatest Gift. It's a motivational book, a very fictional, inspirational book. I think you'll like it. Check it out, victorantonio.com. Also, check out my sales training website, seminarsonselling.com, where you'll find great sales training video for you and your team to help you grow your business. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.